According to a McKinsey study, there are more women in entry-level retail jobs than in any other industry. However, as their careers in retail continue, only 30% of these women make it to senior-level leadership positions. And, of those, only 13% make it to the C-suite, fewer than in any other industry. This is the Women's Retail Collective podcast, produced in partnership between Third House and the Network for Executive Women, where we pull together retail's most influential women to talk about their careers, how they made it to senior leadership and C-suite positions, and how they lead their organizations through the rapidly evolving retail industry. We have Alicia Howell with us today, and Alicia is Senior Vice President and Chief Accounting Officer at 7-Eleven. Alicia, thanks for being with us. Now, let's start at the beginning. Tell us about who you are and how you got your start. I'm a 30-year accountant. So um, built a, a, a long career um, and in several different industries. I actually started in what's called public accounting, where I'm auditing and consulting with industry companies like a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And I pivoted and ultimately went into industry myself and worked at an environmental services company, company that had um, a multi-location um, business. Okay. And I got called on and recruited to 7-Eleven um, at, a, at a time where I was in a VP role um, at this environmental services company, but it was smaller. I was the controller there, and um, they asked me to come over as senior director in the financial reporting department. And I decided, hey, 7-Eleven is you know, an iconic brand. Yes. I'm going to take this position and I think it will springboard me into a much larger position and a larger company down the line. So I took a risk there. Yeah. And it certainly paid off. I did not have any retail experience. But what I had was um, multi-location and the ability to understand and learn um, quickly new businesses because I came up through auditing many different types of businesses. So that experience, the ability to learn quickly, a new business as well as a multi-location business that was not necessarily retail allowed me to get my foot in the door at 7-Eleven. So not a traditional path as a retailer. I'm not an operator, but there's still ways to get your foot in the door if you have, um, even if you're a general generalist. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas and also Los Angeles, California. Okay. So I'm half a Texas girl and half Valley girl. That's that's an incredible mix. Yes, I can go between the te- Texas twang and Valley girl talk at any moment. That's amazing. I can't wait. This is going to be a good interview. Um, I don't think I'll go there today. Hopefully well, to okay. you never know. You never know. It depends on the topic, I suppose. Um, so where were you when you started at 7-Eleven? Where was I? Yeah. It, uh, located in Dallas. In Dallas. So okay. our headquarters are in Dallas. Okay. Um, we're an international brand. Uh, we're owned by the Japanese. Um, they bought. T- they took us back private um, in 2005. Okay. But we still own a majority of the trademark, and so all of our U.S. Um, and North America operations are, are run out of the corporate uh, Dallas office. Okay, so you were living in Dallas. You decided to move over to 7-Eleven. Yes. Okay, and what are you doing now? Tell me about your role with them currently. 
Yeah, so I'm Chief Accounting Officer, and um, about a year and a half ago, I was promoted to Senior Vice President. Um, I took on the, I was promoted to the controller role in 2012. Okay. And um, really built, built up my um, span of control over the last seven years um, to include um, shared services and all that is accounting for um, our franchisees and our um, corporate books. Okay. What's a day, what's a, what's a kind of part of your role or what are kind of the, a day in the life? Yeah. So out? I have a really interesting accounting role because not only am I responsible for our corporate books and records and reporting to our board, but I'm also responsible for the back office day-to-day accounting for our franchisees. So on any given day, we're accounting for about 10,000 sets of books, wow. stores, and we're closing those sets of books um, each month, 10,000 sets of books. So, Do you have a huge team? I have a huge team. Okay, I was going to say that. So the reason why I tell you this is because when I tell you how much I have, people are like, oh my goodness, she must be inefficient. <laughs> but I have about 500 people <laughs> okay. uh, that report into me. And it's because we are also the back office accountants for our franchisees who are independent operators yes. or independent contractors, yes. if you will. Okay. So... Um, yeah, a day in the life is talking to a franchisee about a potential concern he has uh, with his financial statements or talking to our chief financial officer or CEO about the latest accounting standard and our, our quarterly financials. Okay. So it can go, it's all over the place. And is this kind of, was this your dream growing up? Was this a dream role that you had? What? How did you kind of think about where your life would go? I think it was my dream um you know, over the last 20 years or so, I thought it was going to be a career public accountant. But when I decided to go out into industry, I said, I am going to be the controller of a very large organization. Yeah. By the way, I'm a control freak. So it's perfect (laughs) for me. The title fits. The title fits. What What have you thought about retail since you kind of come into the fold? What's changed about that from your previous life? Um, most people think that how hard can it be to run a convenience mm. store? Okay. Mm-hmm. How hard can it how be? How hard to is a, it? How hard can it be to account for a retailer? It's not that hard. All you do is sell some goods across the counter and that's it, right? Um, eyes were opened. Yeah. Um, our, a convenience store is hard to run. I don't know if you know this, but uh, at 7-Eleven, all of our executives are required to work in a store. Really? And I worked in a store for five weeks, and it really opened my eyes to how difficult to run a 24-7 operation is. Yeah. And to multitask and making sure that the store is clean, that you've got um, everything properly merchandised, and that you're treating the customer with respect. And that is so difficult to do all of those things together. So yeah. I really got an appreciation for how hard it is um, to be a retailer and then to support on the back end. It's a lot, it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. We're dealing with hundreds of millions of, of cash running through our stores, credit card transactions, um, a lot of, a lot of digital technology behind the scenes that 
is complex. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that too, because 7-Eleven is doing some pretty remarkable things when it comes to, uh, you know, retail technology yes. and cashierless checkout and all of the initiatives that um, as a company you guys are taking on is, is really impressive, especially, you know, in that space, the C-Store space is is on fire right now and we have Amazon go coming out at, you know, 3000 stores in the next year. Tell me from your perspective, how are you involved in these initiatives kind of coming to be and and tell me how you're involved. And then I guess how your team kind of works to move these things forward and be as progressive as Seven Eleven is. Absolutely. Um, and that's something that is the core of, of our day to day right now. So if you hear from Joe DePinto, our CEO or Gurmeet Singh, our chief technology officer, um, we're going through a digital revolution. They call it a revolution. And we are, the pace of change is at lightning speed. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to leapfrog a lot of things. And and you've already mentioned, you know, uh, cashierless checkout, mobile scan and pay. We're looking at, um, we're rolling out our uh, delivery platform called Seven Now. And we're really, while we had a loyalty program, we're really upping our game. Now, all of that creates complex systems behind the scenes to account for all of that. Right. Um, and um, one of the things is they don't want to wait to roll something out while I try to get things in order. So, I don't know what you could be talking yeah, about. <laughs> so, so, you know, they are, you know, Joe's leader's intent is to be um, a customer-obsessed, digitally-enabled organization mm-hmm. linking our our physical stores to new digital digital products and services. And so in order to do that, we're having to transform our culture um, through new leadership principles as well as realigning resources. So I'll talk about that yeah. specifically. So I have to still run the day-to-day. I've got to get um, thousands of people paid every day, our vendors paid every day, close out our sets of books. But I'm also having to support... In, and rightly so, um, proof of concepts all over the place. Yeah. You know, we have these amazing people who are in here in, innovating, bringing new ideas and, and saying, Alicia, we need your help. We need your team's help to support this. Can you do it? Right. So I've had to realign my resources to, I now have a digital accounting team. Interesting. And, and what their responsibility is, is to sit in the stand-ups and or pods that our digital team has for each uh, product and services that they're looking at so that we stay literally joined at the hip, lockstep. What are they looking at? We come back, we uh, iterate, we learn, and we figure out how we can support them. Some of it might be manual at the beginning because they're doing a proof of concept. Mm -hmm. And then we initially, then we, after things go well, and that's what we want to go forward with, we are designing processes behind the scenes and systems to support them. Yeah. And so what's, what my challenge is, is to find accountants, um, calling all accountants, who <laughs> like change. Yes. That's hard. Two. Two that's things. not an innate yes. thing for accountants. We like stability. We like things to be perfect and right at all times. Yes. And that's good. But I've got to find accountants who can run fast, be flexible, 
come up with uh, creative ways of supporting the proof of concept and still remain within the accounting rules. Those people with that skill set, and also they have to be system savvy. Those are hard to find. I can imagine. And I, I don't know of any companies you know, off the top of my head, especially, who are taking this approach. It feels like that must be something pretty unique to 7-Eleven to actually embed the, the financial backing for these innovation efforts right within the team. So... You know, well, I, you know, I've been at 7-Eleven for 12 and a half years now, so I, I, I bleed 7-Eleven, <laughs> and this is what we're doing. It We're making it work. Yeah. Um, our digital team really took the lead on these pods and saying, bring us your accountants, sit with us, help us know what you need, and we'll, you know, make sure that we get what you need and then support the proof of concept. So, again, I'm looking for now accountants who love change. Yes good accountants, but also with some system savvy uh, and not, and also strong points of view to say, Hey, we can't do this, you know, uh, and, and also be, have a courageous point of view as well. I imagine though, as this next generation is coming into the retail industry, um, we talked about that statistic early on, but I imagine that this is creating a new opportunity for accountants that maybe has not existed before. I mean, like you said, it's pretty black and white up to this point, but now this is kind of giving them the opportunity to use both both left and right side of the brain. Yes, and there are people out there, and I would say I'm one of them. I love change. I get really bored easily, and so I've got these... I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this two paths out of my organization. The ones who are, we need to ace in place. We need the steady people who can close this in a, a day in and day out. But those people who are raising their hands on the second path, saying, "I want more. I want to run fast. I want to learn. I want to be nimble. I want to learn agile methodologies and apply my accounting skills at the same time." Yeah, I think. They can basically write their own job path yeah. you know, going forward. How would you suggest that somebody who's um, uh, newer in their or younger in their company, who's working on innovation projects, how would you suggest that they work or partner with someone in your role to to move that proof of concept forward? Because I know, as well as a lot of people out there, that can be really difficult to do. But what have you seen success from? I think um, it is being truly engaged and being present. So to be embedded with the organization that's moving fast, if you miss a day, if you um, are not present and multitasking, you're going to miss something that could be vital when it comes to making sure that that a proof of concept is viable and works all the way through to the back office. So I'm looking for people who are highly engaged and can bring me the issues immediately because pretty much we can solve for anything. What What is bad is when we are out of the loop because we missed uh, you know, a cue mm-hmm. um, or we were left behind and, and it's usually not intentional, right? right? And we have a bad answer on the back end because we didn't catch it. We didn't solve for it um, on the front end. Yeah. And so that is something that um, I'm always saying, stay with these guys. Yeah. They run fast. Don't get tired. 
stay with them, take good notes and come back and then we will solution. Yeah. And, um, that, that's the way we, it's a win-win proof of concept gets, uh, funded and forward. And then we have a good answer on the back end for accounting. Right. How do you stay curious outside of kind of running with the team and staying closely embedded within them? What other things do you do or do you encourage your team to do to kind of keep up with what's going on in, in the space? Yeah. What's really neat about um, 7-Eleven is we have an amazing communications team that delivers a long list of industry news every single day. Wow. Uh, 7-Eleven specific, convenience specific, and then retail and consumer products. Okay. And they are able, so what, what I'm going to say is read, 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 stay abreast of all the changes because you also want to be relevant in the organization, yeah. right? But I get a, a morning email with all of that and I read through it and uh, uh, very closely. And then also I would say that if you're in a specific, you know, uh, discipline like accounting, there are, there are, uh, multiple ways to stay abreast of things that are truly touching the retail business and, um, industry experts out there. Where do you think the future of accounting, uh, how do you think that plays within future retail or where the industry is headed? Well, I think um, I have. I am going to be challenged, and I do challenge my team to simplify and be more efficient. Look, everybody knows we wouldn't be here if we weren't selling things, right? Mm -hmm. We're here to support the store. So my charge is for us to be extremely efficient and to simplify. So we're getting into a lot of automation in the back office so that we can... Um, bring down the overhead because as you know, retail, their margins are very slim. Right. So my charge is support operators and franchisees and keep my back office costs as low as possible through automation and simplification, um, to, to contribute favorably to our PNL and not detrimentally. Yes. Yeah. So. Still got to keep the business running. Right. <laughs> We can try all these new things, but we still have to be able to fund them, right? Yes. Um, given your career experience so far, um, if you were to give advice to somebody coming into the retail industry, um, some of those individuals in the in the entry level jobs, what have you learned that, and what advice would you um, impart on them? Hmm. Well, first of all. Retail is all about customer obsession. Hmm. So you need to know your customer, whether it's the end customer or if you're working in a corporate or uh, a corporate environment and you're a part of the back office support, you got to know your customer as, as, as long as you're serving that customer at the highest level and, and starting everything with the customer in mind, which obviously customer obsession is one of our, it's the number one leadership principle at 7-Eleven. So that. Uh, two, something more tactical is I think a young person coming into retail needs to understand how a retail businesses run, mm. understand all how the, so? how run, understand all the metrics. Okay. Same store sales. Yeah. How do, how do you think that like, 
what would you recommend that they do in order to kind of figure that out? Um, I well, this is very techy and accounting of me. So, pull one of the leading retailers 10K off, off download it from the SEC okay. website, and read their management's discussion and analysis, the yeah. DNA. Yeah, you'll learn. <laughs> you'll learn how the very top of that organization views the business and okay. what's important in terms of metrics. And each 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 retailer is different, right? And so same store sale growth is a key part of our business. Uh, our gross profit mar margin is a big deal. Uh, and our OSG and a percentage to sales is a, a, is a big deal, but you'll be able to say, pull targets, pull, yeah. uh, even Amazon, which are they a retailer? Are they a distributor? Are they a technology All company? The yes. pull, pull their financial statements and read the management's discussion analysis. That will give you a ton of insight in yeah. how a business is run in terms of retailing. That's I think that's really great advice and something that I don't think you know about necessarily until you get sometimes to a certain level or position within a, a retail company, especially, um, and or if that's part of your role to at the onset. But um, even if it's not, right? Yeah. Exactly. I think that's it's great insight because you you do get a chance to understand where the company is going, you know, what's, what's working, yeah. what are really like what the North star is for that company That's too, right. over the course of the next year. It usually holds their strategy. Um, even as an entry level person, you really should know that yeah. um, it, it will help direct where you may want to go in the, in the organization. Right. Oh, that I can I could not agree more. Um, if you were going to imagine what the Seven Eleven of the future looks like, both from you know what the customer sees when they walk in the door, to what you are doing and your team on the back end to support those those franchisees in those stores. What what does that look like to you? Well, do you know we have a new uh, lab store in Dallas? I I have heard about that, but you can tell our listeners about yeah, that. What so you can share? It's actually located in in Oak Cliff. Okay. And that is where it's a part of Dallas, South Dallas, where we started, you know, almost a hundred years ago. So it is now a store that is providing many different ways to engage our customers. And it's, it's a proof of concept. Um, we, we we're talking organic Slurpees. We're talking about a growler station. Hmm. We're talking about a a, a beautiful wine display, uh, electronic sales, and then a, a really cool, you know, smoothie station along with a, a new restaurant concept that we have, Laredo Taco. So, all of those things, we're looking at how our customer would want to to engage with us and who our customer is, and that store is a conglomeration of a lot of research that has driven us to this this um, lab store and on the back end you know we're very much involved with making sure that we can account for this lab store i see the accounting organization completely transforming um, through automation and robotics i mean this is 20 years out right yeah. but I've dabbled in robotics a little bit. It didn't go. It's not as easy as everybody says it is. Oh, just put in a bot. And Wait, what do you mean you've dabbled in robotics? Oh, 
Well, I have a few bots that are working for me right now. Really? I, I, I do. I, okay. have, I have four of them. Wow. I call them Bob. <laughs> all Bob. They're all Bob. <laughs> Uh, I had it was kind of stealth, and so I named it because I didn't want people to think that their jobs were being replaced by a, a robot. Yeah. Um, so his name is Bob, and sometimes Bob gets sick and doesn't work twenty four seven like I would like him mm, to. Mm. So that's what I mean by dabble. He's he's pretty good, but he's yeah. not great yet. Okay. And you really have to have modernized systems for a robot to work on. Yeah. Just like. If you don't have modernized systems and a person's working on them, it's not 100% efficient. Right. So as we modernize our accounting system, I see more robots being able to work more efficiently um, on standardized tasks that are easily automated. Okay. And it's called RPA, Robotic Process Automation. Okay. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, again, dabbling, looking at it. I think we need to modernize our back office a little bit more so both either a real person or Bob can work more efficiently. Wow. Well, Alicia, as, you, as you've looked back on this career um, that you've had dabbling in robotics and um, being accounting, in accounting and a controller for, for 7-Eleven and, um, and prior to that, what are you most proud of? I am, I'm most proud of turning around a, a, an accounting organization that was, didn't have the highest respect in our, in, with our operators or with our mm. franchisees. I, um, we, we usually have a, a, a satisfaction survey that goes out to franchisees. And when I took over as controller, we were near the bottom of the list in terms of mm. back office, uh, satisfaction support. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't like being on the bottom. I don't, do, I don't do bottom and I, I like to serve and, and be thought of in a well, in, in a well-respected relationship with our franchisees. So I've spent the last seven years repairing, um, and it's really about customer obsession, service orientation, and we've we've significantly turned our relationship around. Our satisfaction survey has gone up tremendously and I am most proud of that. How, how did you lead that team to do that? Um, it's about leaders intent. It is, we are here to serve our franchisees and operators. And, um, I'll say that some people had a different way of leading where you wanted to hide in the background because you're just back off the support. Mm -hmm. And I said, we've got to get out and listen to our franchisees and operators about what their pain points are with accounting. I cannot fix things if I do not know about them, and neither can you. Mm -hmm. So go forth, listen, ask questions, bring me back, and we will fix. Right. Be embedded in the team. That's how we yeah. did it. And somebody said to me, you won't be able to do it. And then they came back a couple years ago and asked me, how did you do it? And I said, one franchisee at a time. It's been incredible to hear your story, Alicia. I, I, as we close out, want to ask you just one more thing. If you were to go back and surprise someone who either inspired your career or impacted it in some way and send that person a thank you note, who would it be and what would you say in that note? <laughs> okay. 
my dad is an amazing speaker and he he is somebody who also embedded a ton of confidence into me yeah when i didn't really have it mm. and i'm just an accountant in many ways but i learned some of my speaking ability from him and i've been able to articulate complex issues to people who are laymen in accounting yeah. and so i would say to him thank you so much for helping me present myself well providing me the confidence that i have um and he is also someone who told me that every single every single experience that i went through in my life he said it's just a cbe and i said that what is a cbe <laughs> yeah character building experience Aww. he goes you're going to take all of this and fly alicia Aww. later in life and so i would thank him for that oh well it's clear that the way that you just in our conversation today and and from the sounds of it how you have integrated an accounting team within an innovative corporation i mean they're they're looking to you and they're being led by you and um i thank you for sharing your career story and the great work that you're doing keep doing it and um on behalf of of all of us listening thank you so much Alicia it was really great to talk with you today thank you yeah if you were going to hold a concert what three performers or bands would you choose to have at that concert okay gosh um number 1 would be Lady Gaga oh yeah because she's beyond talented right and um I I just admire her musicality and her ability to write, play, all of that. Um second person is not living, but it has Prince if I could just bring oh. him back from the dead. I'm an 80s lady. Yes. Um baby I'm a star when I want to get pumped up for work. I listen to that and you know, would love to have his you know, lead band the time machine or whatever the time, the time. was yeah. Called. So, um third um but have to be something classical like my group play. Okay. I'm an eclectic. You are. Music listener from gospel country, hip hop, rap, and all of it. I am too. So, I like your I like especially being from Minneapolis. I like your prints. So that that was a little more than what you asked for. That's perfect. I love it. No, it's <laughs> it sounds good.